Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it, it's Hour 2. It's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager. Let's talk some football with the coach, Gary Barnett, with us. Northwestern, Colorado, Missouri, and Probably, I will say, agree, not a bunker near you if you're in Arizona. Coach, how are we doing? I'm doing fine, Chris. How about you guys? We're all right. Uh, we are, we're praying for sunshine. That should happen. We have moved out of 20-slash-30 uh, degree weather and, and ice and all that into the fog realm. And, and then uh, by uh, by next week, we'll be in the 50s. So, hey, uh, all good, I guess, is the it, way to put it's it. It's winter. It's winter. I know, man. I'm getting soft. I, I, I whine to my wife, and I'm like, well, can we move? Can we go? Can we please? And I, and I love Lincoln. I love Nebraska. I love the state. I've been here. That said, I'm, I'm not 50 yet, but I'm working on being totally wore out with winter. I, I need to go down to where you're at. Arizona, and you may move, but <laughs> my my point is, is get me warm weather. You got it right. Yeah, you got to plan for that stuff. But, uh, you know, you, you got to have your head where your butt is, Chris, and your butt's in Nebraska, so you got to have your head there. So You are right. Spring football's, you know, a lot of anticipation, and Husker basketball's rolling. I want to ask you, before we, we get into Nebraska and rule in year two, what do you think about Harbaugh? Uh, a lot of dancing the last couple of years with the NFL, and now he is back. He's with the Chargers, uh, a little further north, not San Diego, but it's L.A. What do you think of Jim going back to the league? Well, I think it was foreseeable, uh, you know, considering what a – what a coach's life is now, especially for guys that are at, at Jim's age. Uh, those of us who uh, have had to, you know, all of a sudden go through this major change. We, we didn't grow up with this, so we haven't adapted really well. <laughs> um, you know, the alternative is, is, uh, is such a better life for you. And it's, it's more just doing the football piece of it which is what we would all like to do, uh, those of us that were in the business. But in the NFL, that's that's what you get to do. I mean, you don't really have to go to a single outside event. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to go on a speaking tour. You don't have to raise a dime. Um, you know, you know, it's it's uh, you're dealing with men, uh, and so you know, it's just a simpler. It's hard. There's no question. It's hard and it's demanding. And you know what? It's fragile. 
but it's still a simpler, less complicated way to lead your life. Lead your life. So it makes it makes so many sense on so many different levels. And I think anybody that's that's probably over the age of forty or forty five uh, is tempted by that kind of a life, as opposed to the the life that college football puts you down now, because. You know, it's impossible to do all the things. First of all, there aren't any rules, so you don't know if you're doing it right or wrong. Uh, and, you know, the, the pressure seems to be the same. Uh, so it's, you know, it's just so tenuous and so complicated. And so I don't, I, don't, uh, I don't think that that was unforeseeable at all. I think it's very predictable, and especially he's led that life before, so he knows what he's getting into. And he was successful, which – you got to understand there aren't a lot of guys that go from college to the NFL and become successes, but Jim's already been there and he's already been successful at that level. So for him, it's going to be a pretty easy transition, I think. So it makes a lot of sense to me. Why do you think Jim's so successful? What, what sticks out to you? I mean, Michigan's a blue blood. They've got a good recruiting area, but he went back there to, to, to fix his alma mater, make him great and they won a championship. He also kicked butt, took names in the NFL. I mean, he was great there. I mean, he's right at this you know, really short turnaround for the Super Bowl. What makes him so good? Well, I think he's really unpredictable, and I think he has a good, you know, being an NFL player himself, uh, coming from a coach's family, having the background that he has, he sees things from a different perspective than, than other people. Um, he's very comfortable in his own skin doing whatever Jim thinks ought to happen. You know, I mean, I think all the trips, for example, the two or three years that he took his team at Michigan on, you know, took him to Europe one time, took him, I forgot where else they took him to Florida. You know, that's, that's stuff that the normal guy doesn't do. Well, Jim's not normal. And I think the fact that he's not normal, uh, in some ways I, uh, I think he's like Mike Leach, you know, why is Mike Leach so attractive? I mean, he's just to, to a normal person. He was goofy, but you know what? To his players, he was he was something special. He was off the wall, and you know I think players sort of like that occasionally. So uh, I think I know that the people that work for Jim and the scouting departments. I don't know anybody coached with him. I don't think at uh, San Francisco, but I know as the scouts would come through, they all they all love the guy. And so you can you can tell that his players like him at Michigan. His coaches like him at Michigan. So, you know, he's just one of those guys, probably a, a guy's guy. Uh, and uh, and you, you're in that business. That's a that's a good uh, a good thing to have. Gary Barnett, few minutes with us. Hail Water City Radio, reacting to Harbaugh off to the NFL. So now we focus in on Michigan. No announcement officially, but we think Sharon Moore is going to be the guy. Did a great job with the uh, the offensive line and, and offensive coordinator duties this season and then stepping up when Jimbo was suspended. Do you like going that direction if you're Michigan? If you're the NCAA, do you still hammer Michigan for what is out there during the COVID time? Well, I think uh, the university gets hammered, not the coach, in that in that situation. <clears throat> I think Michigan's in a tough spot. I think they have to go with Sharon Moore, and uh, you know, legitimately so. I mean, I the guy did a great job, and he's done a good job since he's been there. Uh, and he's had what 
uh, eight eight six. games or yeah. seven, six games to sort of interview, and he's done a good job with all those. So it's Michigan's hand sort of forced. I don't know how they do anything else. And, um, you know, usually I don't like – if I were Michigan, wouldn't like being put in that position. But I think this guy's proven – you know, Sharon's proven that he can do it under fire and, and tremendously under fire. So, you know, I don't know why you don't go with him. It, it makes a lot of sense to me. It's a no-brainer. <clears throat> but I do think that Michigan will get hammered because you have to have control. The athletic department has to have control of the people. And uh, if they don't – uh, and things like that happen, then the university itself and the program's going to get sanctioned, I believe. I want to ask you what you think happens to Herbert now. You saw him at Oregon, great, great player, and then he went to the Chargers. And what makes Jim special with the quarterback? You worked with quarterbacks, and they performed. Tell me about that pairing between Herbert and Harbaugh. Well, I think Herbert's going to love it. I mean, Harbaugh's been there, done that. You know, his last his last uh, playing days were with San Diego. So, um, you know, he's he, quarterbacks are going to love the guy because he thinks like them. He's been there. He's been in that helmet. You know? And so uh, I, I think it's, it's a great thing for Herbert. I think it'll make him a better player. You know, Jim will free him up. You know, he, I mean, he really will because – Jim understands that. Uh, as a quarterback, you've got to have that flexibility and that freedom to, to do what you do. So I, I think it'll be a great relationship. Gary Barnett with us. Coach, I want to ask you about uh, Nebraska here. And there, there's a interesting dynamic right now because the Huskers are on the, the recruiting trail and that's uh, big. Everyone else is as is, is well. And you get some hope and some hype and some excitement going into this year too uh, because you made some strides in year one under coach rule really good culture and foundation set you couple that with a a really nice haul in recruiting and the portal and you you get dylan riola what's that balancing act like selling hope but also all right it is year two so it's time to take a step it's time to be successful how do you how do you manage that as as a program if you're Nebraska here? Well, first of all, year two, uh, Chris, is, is a really tough year for coaches. Now, I say that because it used to be that way. When you when you walk in, you inherited a team, and going into year two, half the team's yours and half the team's the guys that, that you took over for. And so you have a locker room issue. <clears throat> Anymore with a portal, you don't necessarily have that problem. You can uh, um, change the guys out that aren't buying in, and uh, so it's a little easier year two than it than it used to be. It used to be it was a calamity in those locker rooms, but now you can you can you can clean it up. You can you can have a fresher start in year two and be looking at a better situation. Um, you know, there's uh, culture. I'm still a big believer in culture, and uh, I think culture solves and answers a lot of problems and i think it enables you to keep players in in, in a uh, in a world where that's really hard to do now and so i can think the combination of the, the recruiting hype combination of a culture that's being built 
And I do think he's building a great culture or a good culture. You know, the future will determine that. So uh, his second year should be better than most guys' second year. Uh, you're going to play with a true freshman quarterback, and that always brings issues, but it's, uh, it's issues you can live through. And, um, and so, you know, it's just you're always, you're always there thinking, okay, I hope my culture keeps these guys. And if it doesn't, then you're you're like everybody else. You're trading guys in and out, and you're in the portal. The 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 one thing about recruiting now is, <clears throat> if you make a mistake, you can get rid of that mistake. You couldn't make that mistake in the past. Mm. Every mistake you made in the past in recruiting just magnified itself because you had it for four years or five years. You don't have to do that anymore. So. Uh, Hope the culture keeps the one you want, and uh, the fact that the system now allows you to make a mistake and move on without it. So it's it's interesting scenario for coaches. It's pretty big, and, and guys only a lot of guys only know it one way. But you, you're able to adapt, and you still want to. I would think as a coach slash teacher, would want to exhaust all options, don't you think? Versus just saying, "All right, dude, well, yeah. hit the portal." <laughs> Yeah, you do, but uh, you know, at the same time, if you don't adapt, you're going to be a dinosaur, and you know what happened to those guys. But uh, <laughs> you've got to adapt a little bit. You don't have to completely become. You don't have to be Deion Sanders, okay? You, you can be Matt Rule and use it and have it at your as a tool, not as a way of life. That's a big difference. Gary Barnett with us, Sale Varsity Radio. Coach, I got to get your take on this weekend. I mean, how good was Kansas City Buffalo? Felt for Buffalo Bills fans, but loved watching uh, the Chiefs, and so did 40 other million Americans. Uh, I know you you love football, so you're going to be locked in with this AFC-NFC championship. You go in Lamar or you go in Kansas City? Conversely, Dan Campbell's such a – Treat. I love that guy's energy in Detroit, man. They are they're playing great ball. San Francisco is a juggernaut. Great weekend of football. What do you what do you think happens? Well, just like last week, two of those games came down to field goals and missed field goals. And I and I think it's gonna be the same way this week. I think there's two of these games, well one one of them for sure will come down to a field goal. The other one, I'm not sure. I think uh, San Francisco is pretty good, and Brock Purdy, you know, in that game with with uh, Green Bay, there was two quarterbacks playing really bad in that game. Now the weather was an issue, but both those two guys threw horrible passes in that game, and until finally, finally Purdy settled in in the last drive and and threw the ball and had guys open like you normally think you do, but uh, both those quarterbacks struggle throwing that football there were so many bad throws in that game that uh i mean it was hard to believe it was an nfl game but the weather was a critical factor no question about it so i you know i uh i i gotta tell you uh lamar jackson and baltimore look awful good to me and kansas city's got some warts and uh you know it's We'll see if they can survive. Uh, San Francisco is just top to bottom a really, really good football team, but the fairy dust is in Detroit. So we'll just see if, you know, if they get somebody hurt, then, then I think uh, 
the ferry won't fly. But if uh, if they don't, they they may pull this off. They they are confident, and you know San Francisco. All you got to do is hand off to Mac, and Do, uh, Debo's going to play. I think they're they're just loaded. San Francisco. I'm thinking. I think Kansas City finds a way again because of their defense. And we'll see San Francisco, Kansas City again, right? I mean, uh, you've got a Super Bowl suite this year, don't you? Uh, yeah, probably. But you know what? I may go the other way with you. I, I'm going to take Baltimore, and uh, I'm going to go with Detroit. So you and I are uh, – yeah, I'll put a hot dog on it. All right. We do steak and a beer at the end of Fridays, so – uh, we can. Well, all, all I can afford is a hot dog. I'm retired. <laughs> I'm on a fixed income. You're on a fixed income. Uh huh. I love it. All right, it's a bet. Hot dog uh, bet with Coach Barnett. Coach, uh, we'll check in with you soon. Thanks for the time today. All right, Chris. Great being with you.